welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I am Mike. And this is Orlando. And it is our 25th anniversary edition. The silver edition. That's that's a that's a weird thing to say. Why? And I don't know. I figured there'd be something. We're talking about conspiracies, right? Yeah, like hidden silver, maybe. Hidden silver? Like silver that we got to find. Like we have to go hunting for. I figured, I, f- I mean, I figured with the 25, you'd have figured something that had to do with yeah, conspiracies. It, it, yeah, is, like silver. That's a stretch, man. No, it's like maybe it's a spear made out of silver that we got to find. I, I, this is going way too deep. Yeah, that was that was weird. But it, but as weird as, as, as we look right now. Yeah, well, I mean, we're we're in this, man. Like we're part of the we're part of the inner circle now. We're going to we're going to reveal to you some of the details that have probably never been discussed about yes. eBay. And we'll put you on our close friends Insta story. Mm. Not just playing. We don't do those things, but thought about it. So I don't even know what you're talking about. You don't know about that? Like on Instagram, they uh-huh. have that you can like, you have your Insta story that you share with everyone. And then there's this close friends that you can have part of your group. Oh. Your inner there's circle like, group. There's like an inner circle. Yeah. Well, see, like I'm I'm so deep in this like, this conspiracy stuff that like, like you don't even do it on, on the digital. It's, it's all like paper or like secret code handshakes. Like that's how we pass information. There we go. About our, the real eBay and Amazon. Our secret Patreon. Secret Patreon. The we don't even have a regular Patreon. Inner circle Patreon. <laughs> we don't even have a regular Wait, are Patreon. You smiling? Yeah, but, are we? Okay. All right. We'll get back to normal. But it is our 25th anniversary edition. Yeah. Conspiracy episode. So. Uh, we can't guarantee that the things we talk about today um, won't cause you to be on somebody's uh, blacklist. We might end up on your bad list because you might go like, these guys are crazy. And here, here's the funny thing. When I posted this on IG, like, hey, that this episode is coming soon. Like, we lost, like, some followers, like, right away. Did really? You, did you see that X-Files post I that didn't, I did? I saw that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, Maybe I need to add some laughing emojis because maybe mm. people thought we were like out there going too crazy. Yeah. So if you're just listening right now and you're not watching, uh, we're we're like in full on monk gear as yeah, part of the 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 what is it a coven or secret organization? I don't know something like that. Illuminati. Well, yeah. Should I even have said that word? Are we allowed to say that? I don't know. Do we want to? I don't know. Okay. This is getting really deep, really fast. But, but here we are. Uh, but conspiracy here, episode. But we have candles. Look at our awesome candles. And they're safe. Oh, you showed that they were fake? <laughs> you can't, I mean, you can't have like a ritual with fake plastic. Candles. That is true. That is true. Anyways, all right. So we need to get started with this episode. You're already ready. I'm, I'm gonna keep this. Should I keep this on the whole time? Keep my hood on? The let's whole time? let's keep the hood on for as long as we can. Like every time I look at you, like the peripheral, it's like cut off a little bit by the hood. So. Hey, at least we helped out some private label seller. Right? This is is, that, is that where it came from? It had to be. Nice. It was well. cheap. If you're out there and you're the one selling these uh, these these thank robes, you. private label, thank you. That's an area we have not ventured into yet, no, private label. Not, not any time. Well, maybe after Q4. We'll see how Q4 goes. No. All right. So this is our conspiracy episode. Now, it's probably going to be one of many. Is there, is there that many conspiracies? There are. It, it's funny because when we ask people, I got things that I never even thought about, never even heard. So it's going to be kind of interesting. Now, we're going to focus on like five of them for this episode just because, you know, <laughs> I don't know how long we can go about. Now, this is a lighthearted, you know, this is kind of like, hey, you're outsourcing, you're outpacking your listing. You don't want to think too much because you already got a lot on your mind. 
kind of episode. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 there'll probably be some takeaways from this. Like, I'm sure, like, quote of the week, right? Like, that's going to be a takeaway you can really? get no matter what. Um, but but other than that, I mean, yeah, th- th- this is lighthearted. There's probably going to be some stuff in here that you're going to listen to and say, like, yeah, that's my experience with eBay or Amazon and, and some stuff that, like, has never been confirmed and maybe never will be confirmed. Or some stuff is just out there. Here's the funny thing. Mike doesn't even know what conspiracies we're talking about. So Yeah, I, I know, like, I, I mean, I know, like, I don't even know if I would say conspiracy is the right word, but I know, like, the things people say as far as, you know, some algorithms and stuff like that. But I'm interested to see where this goes. It's a rabbit hole. Ooh. Like, you could go online and literally you could spend hours reading this and this and this and this about eBay and about Amazon and about e-commerce. And, huh. and you know, you could spend days about Jeff Bezos. Like his contract as a CIA or how they're oh. using uh, Echo and Alexis and all that stuff. This so. is some Illuminati stuff. Yeah, but we're not going there though. Okay, we're just gonna talk about no, reselling. No flat Earth, no Illuminati. No, no, we're keeping Sticking it real. It. Keep it. Wait, oh, it's already been removed from my mind. Our our slogan. They've 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 come already. No, they've taken it <laughs> they from me. It, no. it, we're gonna be real and we're gonna be relevant, and we're gonna talk about reselling today. I like it. Here All we right. go. All right. So, so here we go. So I, I thought we'd start with a very lighthearted one. And some of you maybe have heard about this one. And this concerns of basically the founding of eBay. Do you know why eBay was started? No. That's, um, you haven't heard I, anything? I would, I, would, I would. It would just be a guess uh, at this point. I mean, it, it sounds like, no, I don't know. Okay. So it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty interesting story. So initially it was that eBay's founder, and I'm going to destroy his name, so my apologies, eBay, if you're listening. I hope you're listening. You can also sponsor us, by the way. Yeah. But going away from that, uh, Pierre Omidyar, right, his fiance at that time, this is back in the 90s, mm-hmm. according to the original story, she wanted a place that she could sell her Pez dispensers and collect Pez dispensers. Hmm. And that's how eBay got started. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, what what year was the like the birth of eBay? If you have that, the like, birth available. of eBay was September nineteen ninety five. Nineteen ninety five. It yeah. wasn't even called eBay back then, huh? Because yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of like, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about how it got started, but like I'm thinking of like the internet back then, um, and like what I was doing on the internet, right? And it was like yeah, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, it's like yee, then all the sounds that come yeah. with it. Dee, dee. Yeah, and you got AOL on like a disc. Oh, like. AOL, and you had to pay for like certain hours of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like it was like forums and like chat rooms, and I could see how like a forum could turn into a place where you would like, you know, sell stuff or something like that. So yeah, I mean, from that to eBay, wow. Okay, so what? But but that's not what really happened. Oh, well, what? So really that happened? that I guess so when I was what I was reading, and because I've heard that up too, and actually we had some listeners DM us about like. Hey, can you address, like, did eBay get started with Pez dispensers? Hmm. Right? And it sounds like a cool story. Yeah. Like, hey, I want to find a place to sell things online. And so I'm going to create and at the, I'm going to create a website. And actually, it was called at this time, it was called, I want to say it was called, yeah, Auction Web. Okay. Does that even, like... I mean, I've never heard of it, but it makes sense. Would that Auction resonate Web. with you? Like, I just watched uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Isn't that weird that it's titled that? I kind of feel like... And my wife's the one that brought this up. Shouldn't it be like Ralph wrecks the internet? No, it is. Isn't it? No, it's Ralph breaks the internet. Is it really? Yeah. Interesting. I think there's a conspiracy there. Well, 
here's what's funny about that movie is that it's all about eBay. Really? Yeah, and you know how, I've, and we're going to get back to the story, by the way. We're getting a little side trail, but here's the, here's the funny thing is that, you know, I, we always talk about, like, is eBay going away? Right. Right? And then I watched this movie, and literally, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, Kill the movie. No spoilers. I, I haven't seen it yet. Some of you are just like, oh, I can't wait to get out there and watch this blockbuster. Please, no sarcasm. It was a good movie, though. My yeah, I mean, if you got it. kids, yeah. yeah. But it it was very eBay-centered. Huh. No mention of Posh, no mention of Mercari, and there were some Amazon things here and there, but it was mainly- Did, did it say the the word eBay? Oh, it's all eBay. Like, if no. you watch it, it's all eBay. Like, eBay is here to stay. Huh. Like, like, but you're not just saying, like, it's- eBay's alluded to. No, it's part of the plot. Wow. Like, it, I was very shocked. I'm like, wow, this is this is good. Like, this, again, reinforces for me that eBay is here to say, now, okay, Ralph breaking the internet is, like, that. Like, That's eBay the is, cultural, like, no. bastion of, like, <laughs> no, it's putting not. forth what what we believe in. No, you know? no, but it, but, it, but it does tell me that, you know, Obviously, people still recognize mm. eBay as the main platform, right? I mean, Amazon too, but right. for like used goods or used goods, yeah. And, yeah. and if you watch the movie, part of the plot is they they need eBay. Mm. Without eBay, they wouldn't be able to do what they need to do. And that's all I'm gonna say because I don't want to ruin the movie for people. I already feel like I've seen the whole thing. No, you have no idea. Okay, you have no idea. All right, so well, how did we get on this? We were talking about so, internet. Yeah, AOL. eBay, okay, uh, eBay selling selling uh, Pez, Pez dispensers. Selling okay. Pez dispensers. So, so is, is this going to turn into a uh, uh, what's it called that like a MythBusters episode? Are we gonna are we gonna bust conspiracies? Because I don't no, feel like that's what we should we shouldn't take the wind I, out of anybody's I think, sails. I think, honestly, I think some conspiracies are going to just say conspiracies. Like I don't know if we're going to be able to prove that they're real or they're not real. Mm. Right? This one's going to be an easier one. That's why I thought we start with this lighthearted. Start one. the easy one. All right. Because I thought it was interesting because somebody had mentioned this to me and I go, oh, that sounds like a great story. Right, and then I came across some news articles, and basically, it was this this idea that you know people had been interviewing the fiance and wanted to collect, but actually, the, the story was kind of molded in a certain way, right? To sound cool, you get what I'm saying, right? Right. So when I'm reading it, what they said in the CNN story is nobody wants to hear about a 30 year old genius who wanted to create a perfect market. Right. Instead, they want to hear that he did it for his fiance. Right. And, and mm. it sounds cool. Right. And and the reality is, you know what the first item is that's sold on eBay? And a lot of you that are experienced sellers, you're like, Orlando, we know all this. And, but it, it's still cool to kind of think about maybe the history historian part of me. Yeah. I have no idea. It was the first time to sell on eBay. A broken laser pointer. Huh. Isn't that crazy? It's pretty cool. Um, And, and this, back in 1995. So what ended up happening was he. You know, the founder put it up on auction, and this guy, uh, Mark Frazier, was looking to kind of work with the laser pointer or whatever, and he purchased it on eBay. And he still has it to this day. If you go to eBay's website, uh, just Google, like, eBay history, and it'll be one of the first things you'll find. And it has a little video, and he talks about, you know, this broken laser pointer that he bought. Huh. Think about that, from a broken laser pointer. It's crazy. Yeah, it's growth, man. It's growth, but... If if you want to go back in the day with eBay, like you could, back in those days, you could sell anything on eBay. You still can sell anything, but you know there's Vero listings and there's mm. like you got to be careful here, you got to be careful there. You know your site can be, you can be suspended. But back then, like 
it was still the place to like you could tell what you wanted. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like and we talked about it a little bit before in past episodes, but you know, I remember hearing the stories of people like selling a jar with like breath in it from like a celebrity. Yes, right, and like a I've picture of like you know a celebrity on a red carpet and somebody holding a jar out as they're walking by, and then they close it, and then like here's the jar, or or like. Um, the, the one that I remember that was like a scam that was going around for a while is when Xboxes first came out and people were selling Xbox boxes and they they put in the listing this is an Xbox box really and people were buying them for full prices if it was the console but it was the box for an Xbox what? but people were getting confused because you know um, that, that's scammy it's super scammy but like it, it just tells me like people would buy anything right like well I'm looking right here you know you always have the the grilled cheese sandwich that looked like the Virgin Mary. Okay. Okay, you got, uh, let's see what else. A ghost in the Jar was one of them. Okay, Ghost in a Jar. It sold for around $55,000. Oh, we are selling the wrong stuff, man. Right? A haunted rubber duck for $107. A Dorito shaped like the. Anyways, I can, I can go on and on and on. But see, this is why I like eBay. Like, you can still sell pretty much anything. So I know this isn't an eBay centered episode. I think it should be. It should. But we're going to talk a lot about eBay. I, I think it's scary to start talking about Amazon. <laughs> Why? Because Alexa's listening. Well, we don't have one in here, do we? This is well. I mean, things start to get really serious when you start talking about Amazon. Actually, I was listening to something today about how scary the mics are, like on Siri and Alexa, oh. where you can have music blasting and you just whisper, and, and it like hears it you. hears you. Well, I mean, it's obvious. I mean, we all saw the whole, you know, Facebook going to court and the advertisements and all that stuff. But, I mean, people have been saying for years, and it's so true, you talk about, like, a random thing. And, like, I know this because, like, my son just had a his first birthday party. And so, like, we're buying, like, the most bizarre, weird things. Like, oh, we need, like, a pop-up circus tent, right? Like, a little tent. So, like, <laughs> we just mentioned that just in conversation. And then, like, you know, a couple weeks later, a couple days later in, you know, random feeds on either Instagram or Facebook or while we're on Amazon, it's like suggestions. And it's like this thing that what? we never looked up. But, that you know, crazy. they're listening to you. They wow. are. No, I, I get that. I think we should just, like, refer to them as they. Should we, like, capitalize the T in, for the they? Like, they. I don't know. We don't want to give them too much power. Uh, I don't know. They're them. listening. All right. So that's the easy one. Okay. So. You know, it's not Mythbusters, but it's a great story. So it's not true. So he was just starting it to, like, make a bunch of money. No, he, well, he just was looking for a platform to sell stuff, right? And and So did a, he create the story about it being for his, his fiance, or was that something that the company later marketed? Like, how did that story become the thing? I think it just, I just, I think it just caught on. I think the myth stuck, it, it basically, here, let me read real quick. Uh... Song grew frustrated to try to get attention of dot-com weary reporters. She hit on the notion of telling them that founder. So when I meet, when I say Pam Wesley, it must have been, well, that is, okay, Pam Wesley is the fiancé at that time, okay? Mary Lou Song was a, one of eBay's first employees. So I guess hmm. she just wanted to just So reporters this. are, like, calling and asking, and she's finally, like, just comes up with this story. Well, it didn't just come up. I mean, I think, like any story, there's truth to it. Right. Right, and eventually we're gonna get a phone call from Pierre Omidar saying, "Hey, you guys, this is the story. That oh, would be awesome." We're not gonna get a phone call They're if you're listening. Our- hey, we would love to hear from you. That'd be so cool. It would be do really it. Cool. Think about it. Because of that guy, we're where we are today. Think about it. Like 
we wouldn't be able to sell what we sell. It's I just think it's awesome. Yeah. I we, just took somebody with that creative genius. We appreciate you. We do. We do. All right. So pest dispensers, faults. Like I feel oh. like we should have this huge like faults like come on the screen. Busted. Okay. All right. We're not doing that. All right. What about this one? What about Amazon keeps third party sellers to prevent antitrust legislation? Hmm. I, I saw a lot of people talking about mm. like I, I went on Google. I, I did a bunch of research for this episode and uh, I had people talk about like, you know, third party sellers are only good for so long. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, we've we've definitely talked about it. And, and I've I mean, I've been saying for a while, like, well, when I first learned about how many of the cells are third party, it was it was interesting to me because, you know, Amazon's it's more of a logistic company than I realized. It, it's not it's it's less of a store, more of a logistics organization. Um, but break that down a little bit. What do you mean by that? So, I mean, even when I start talking to people about reselling and I'm trying to explain, you know, what it is, you know, I do, you know, through eBay or like what you do through Amazon, um, people are shocked that things it, are not being sold necessarily by Amazon, right? That they're like, That's wait true. a minute. You, but when I buy a prime, it's coming from Amazon. And I have to say, well, well, maybe, right. But, but not always, right. Like a lot of times if it's fulfilled by Amazon, that doesn't mean that 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 it was not a third party that sent in that item to Amazon. And Amazon is is literally just a logistics company that's storing the items, making sure that it's all organized, the, the logistics are taken care of, and then when it's sold, that the right item in the right warehouse closest for the cheapest sh- uh, shipping cost gets shipped to the customer. Um, so they're I mean they're managing yeah, they're managing inventory, uh, which is why I would say they're logistics and not just a store. So like unlike Walmart, who's you know dealing directly with the wholesalers. They're not, they're not, no, no third party is sending in stuff to. Oh, no, there's third party Walmart. Now they don't have warehouses, but there's third party sellers. On their online? Oh yeah. Okay. I yeah, mean, yeah. that makes sense. But I mean like, as far as like what makes Amazon different is it, it's an online store, but it's different than a regular store in the sense that there are third party sellers. Yeah. It's interesting. The other day when I was driving, I was listening to a talk show and they were talking about that, how they had, oh, you the hood came off. It's too hot. It is. Man. It is getting warm. It's warm. It is getting warm. So, so we apologize, those of you that are just listening. We removed the hoods. Yeah. So, and I, I didn't. You know, I didn't shave either. Wow. I thought we were gonna keep the hoods on the whole time. I still haven't. I didn't shave. No shave November. Did you do no shave November? Uh, if I would have done no shave November, my beard would have been down to like. That is true. Like your dad. Yeah. It's it's intense. Wasn't that a pretty awesome IG story? Those of you that follow us on IG. That was pretty sweet. That was cool. That was cool. So, hey, you know what? This gives me an opportunity. Hey, if you're not following us yet on Instagram, make sure to follow us, Pure Hustle Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to us on YouTube. We are Pure Hustle Podcast. Like, comment. We'd love to see all the comments on this episode. We'd love to interact with you guys. It'd be awesome. Uh, You can also find us, as always, on Twitter with Pure Hustle Cast. You can email us at purehustlepodcast at gmail.com and give us a call to that secret number. 619-738-1170 619-738-1170 Pure Hustle Podcast. Oh, man, I thought you were going to give out the secret one. You that, just gave that, out the That is a secret one. one. Oh, okay. That's why no one calls us because no one oh, can find it. Because it's secret. I'm joking. We still get phone calls. Yeah. yeah, but you should call. That'd be awesome. I'd like to get more phone calls. It's always I, I nice would. to hear. I do. We like playing hear. them. Yeah. It's so, good stuff. We do have a quote of the week one that we may play next episode. Ooh. Did you see that one? Is it recent? Uh, Kind of. Okay, I need to go back through and, and double check. Okay. Hey, but... Really appreciate all of you. So, hey, please follow us. Also, again, appreciate the awesome reviews that have been coming in for our podcast. Just keep doing them. If you enjoy our show, 
you know, we would love for you to tell others how you do and just share. You know, you just hit that little share button on YouTube or share button on those podcasts and tell others about us. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Tag a friend. So going back to this talk show, they're, you know, I'm driving and they're like talking about Amazon and how, you know, I guess, you know, they're talking about e-commerce and how Walmart and Target right now are actually doing really well mm. despite Amazon. But they talked about how they had no idea that Amazon, like when you buy from Amazon, you may not be buying from Amazon. Yep. No, I mean, almost anybody that I talked to, I mean, I didn't realize that that was the case. I thought when you bought something prime, that was Amazon selling it, right? Which is why when you go to like a Best Buy and they're going to price match, one of their requirements is it has to be sold by and fulfilled by Amazon. So just because it's fulfilled by Amazon, they won't necessarily oh, really? price match. Oh, really? done that now? Yeah. So like places now, it says... It has to be both sold and fulfilled by Amazon. You know, I know they do that. I know at Target, what they do now is they'll, let's say I find it cheaper at Walmart. Mm. They'll pull up the Walmart app and they'll scan my item. Huh. And if it shows a third-party seller, they won't match the price for me. Yep. That's something that, you know, right now that we're in the midst of Q4, that's something to be aware of. Because I've seen them do that. They do that with the Best Buy app, too. Mm. They have the Best Buy app on their little iPhone, whatever thing, and they'll scan it. And if it doesn't show up, you won't be able to get it for that price. So see, there's some value. We brought we brought we brought a tip. Hey, in. we brought a little bit of value in our in our fun episode. In our, in our lighthearted episode. By the way, I hope you're having awesome Q4 sales. All right. So let's get back to this. So do you th- so what do you think? You think you think it's all just kind of like, hey, it's just a front, like Amazon is trying to show themselves as not being this super, you know, huge giant of of a business that's trying to devour everybody in its path. <sighs> Okay, that's tough. I, I I mean, it's all speculation because I don't have numbers in front of me, but I feel like I've thought before, like, Amazon could just take over everything, right? Like, obviously, there's monopoly laws and stuff like that. And this is an interesting concept, this idea that they keep third-party sellers for the antitrust legislation. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're getting the best of both worlds. Like, Amazon has the buying power to keep the items that need to sell in, in stock and in inventory, but then also they don't have to do all of the sourcing. Like people are sending stuff in. They don't have to keep track of what's the hot item, the hot toy. Mm -hmm. They're not taking the risk. It's other people sending it. And if the people are wrong, so if you're sending in, you know, uh, boxes and boxes of a toy and it's not the hot item and it sits in their storage, well, you're paying their storage fee. They're not stuck paying storage for items that aren't selling. See, that's what I thought about too. That's what I thought. I thought it, yeah. Is it possible that that's why they keep third-party sellers? Sure. I mean, it's a genius move on their part because they go to court or whatever. They just have to argue, well, actually, we're not monopolizing. We provide opportunities for all these businesses to make money. Yep. Right? It's an awesome. I think it's a great argument. Not a lawyer or anything. I just think it's a great argument. We offer no legal advice. Uh, but the other part of it is, is that, yeah, I mean, Amazon has created a system where the only lifting that they do is, you know, they do some customer service mm-hmm. and and even then, I would say Amazon gets away with some terrible customer service. We're trying to keep it positive, but that's always been my experience. As far as the seller. I have, okay, yeah, I've never experienced it as a buyer, which is probably makes sense, right? Like they they probably want to keep their buyers happier because that's those are their customers. Well, that's everybody. But on the seller side, like I can send three or four emails to like Seller Central, and hmm. I won't hear anything. If I make a case, I may get something, but I'll get a copy paste a template response. Hmm. You know, so. I don't know, but you know, I do think Amazon really 
I, I guess they've, they've provided an opportunity for many people to make money, right? But they've also provided a major opportunity for them to make money. It's, oh, yeah. And Jeff Bezos actually, I think this was back in, let me take a look at the date. Uh, this was back in April. And Jeff Bezos, he actually, uh, is it Bezos or Bezos? Is that another conspiracy? I don't know. I'm going to go with Bezos. I hear people say Bezos. Bezos it is. I think Gary V says Bezos. Well, if your oh. boy Gary <laughs> V says... That's why I said that. So, anyways, so he said, this is what he said. This was at a, a recent, this is a recent shareholder letter back in April. He said that for the first time, more than half of its units sold worldwide last year came from third-party sellers that over 140,000 businesses topped 100,000 in sales. So for me, you know, I, I guess it's it's a revenue maker for Amazon. I, I don't see, I, I guess it's a relationship for both, right? Mm-hmm. It works for both of us. Like, And we talk about that, like the Amazon sandbox, it's a hard sandbox to play in, mm. right? It's not like eBay. eBay, the point of entry is pretty easy. And, uh, you know, they, they did make a lot of money from us third-party sellers. Uh, they said um, income surged 92%. This is in the first quarter. Increasing more than twice as much revenue, which rose 43%. Revenue from third-party sellers, I'm reading this from a CNBC report. Revenue from third-party seller services, which includes commissions, fulfillment, and shipping fees, increased 44% to $9.3 billion, accounting for 18% of total sales. Wow. 18%? That's a lot. It is a lot. That's significant for a company that's that's putting out the volume of sales that, that Amazon does. And that's first quarter. We're not talking about even Q4. Right. I don't even know what the numbers are in Q4. I'm sure they're, they're staggering. And you know, now when they say third-party sellers, that's that's also taking into account obviously private label correct. and things like that. Okay, yeah. which again is is genius on Amazon's part, right? The fact that all these private labels that people are investing in and hoping work, and like they're not taking any of the risk on it, and then themselves. they take those items too. Like yeah. if they're not patented, they, they create their own and they have their own private label. Yeah. So which that's that's the one part about private label. I'm just kind of. I mean, it's already hard enough with FBA that Amazon can come in and totally destroy mm. profits on an item, right? But then on private label, it's even worse, right? Because you have a major investment in it. So oh. it's something to think about if we go down that road. Yeah, I mean, and, and we talked before too, like these companies, um, obviously revenue is is key. That's the bottom line. They want to make money. But, but they trade in information now more than ever before. Like information and data is like a currency for these companies. And you think of a, a company... Uh, we talked about that yeah, before. If you think of a company like Amazon with the amount of data and, and, and information that they have coming in at any moment, and, and that's part of it, is which items are selling. Like, they don't have to do... They don't have to take the risk if all of these third-party individuals are sending in items, doing private label. They can let the top 1% of selling items rise to the top and then be like, oh, that's where we're going to put our money because they have all the data and information and didn't have to take any of the risk on it. And that's why Bezos is probably going to be the richest man in the history of mankind, at least for a while. Amazon's taken over. It, it really it really is. Anyways, all right. I want to feel safe at night. Let's go on to the next topic. <laughs> so this, was, this is kind of, this is not a conspiracy, but people have brought this up, you know, because there's still people that are kind of doing this Somebody had asked us, do you still really need a white background for better sales on eBay? I think we talked about that in our previous We did. I'm, and you mentioned that eBay said we, we, you should, but I've, I've noticed two 
things on this. Oh, really? You, you're back. You're, you're backtracking on this. Okay. So, and, and and part of it is again, I don't have nearly enough data to 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 say one way or the other. Okay. Um, but I'm just thinking, even as a buyer, when you're buying something used. So if you're buying new items, if you're buying a new toy, if you're buying something like that, and you want the Amazon experience, you want a white background, and you want as close to a cutout white background as possible. True, true, true. You want it to look like you're buying from the manufacturer. Like that's what you want to feel. Yeah. Now, if you're buying a used item, if it's somebody who's like selling the like their you know vintage lunchbox of you know Scooby Doo or whatever it is, right, and it's their picture of their lunchbox, like in their living room, kind of in a corner. And like, you can see, you know, and it's not super professionally done, but it's like, this is their lunchbox. And there's kind of this feeling of almost trust. Like you're really? buying from, I feel like that. Like if you're buying, like if I buy something and it's just a used item and it's like a collectible, I almost feel like I have more trust buying it from a collector who's like, you know, just selling their item. So John in the garage, just in the back corner with the wet cobwebs. I mean, obviously, like I mean, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying well, to picture. I'm not saying it should be like. I'm not saying it should be like like super dirty, but like you know, when when you could tell, like it's just sitting on their table and or it's sitting on their couch, and and you you're not thinking like this is a person who's making their living going and buying stuff and selling it, but it's somebody who probably like because there's times I sell collectible used stuff and I'm like, I hope this is like 100 the right working condition that you know it came in because yeah. I don't I don't know enough about this thing and. I don't know how it was really treated, but when you buy from somebody and it's theirs, like, I don't know, I feel like it's, you know, how they treated it. Like, even in the description, they can say, like, yeah, I wore this, you know, only like four times and I spilled something in the corner. Yeah, but I never believe that, though. Like, I only wore this once or I wore this three times. Like, who, who, who right. But but when it's OK, so like, for instance, I, you know, if, when I, I've bought some camera equipment that's used and when they put on the camera thing, like, um, you know used it like one of the buttons has this weird function that happens but only like every 30th picture that's taken well if you're just testing something you're not using it enough to know like what's the in inside out like possible okay, problems okay. That, but when you're buying from somebody it's like they know it it's theirs you know so i feel like i feel like there's an element of trust that's built in non-white backgrounds okay we wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode But, but it, let's but, get to the real. But eBay says something else. Well, yeah. I mean, that was a big thing at eBay Open, right? was about SEO rankings. Right? Mm. Explain SEO. You're, you're the tech guy here. Um, well, basically, you know, there's, there's, there's keywords, there's taglines. When you're searching, SEO is search engine optimization, right? So mm -hmm. when you're looking something up, um, the search engine is searching through tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of, of things and Millions. looking for the right variables to find the right ones. And it's continually narrowing it down, right? And so SEO for us as like sellers is trying to make sure that our listing is at the top. So when somebody, you know, types in Humphrey Bogart statue, that it's mine they see and not, you know, somebody else's. And we talk about that with like keywords and, and, and having the right, you know, taglines in there and things like that. But what you're saying is you think white background improves that's what was search told, engine that's what was said, said at eBay. Hmm. I mean, there there are multiple people that went to eBay open and it was one of the key things they talked about in one of their little sessions that white backgrounds will allow for Google optimization. And I actually picked up something I went on another road trip and <laughs> just so quick ship quick again. Uh they're like family now. But uh, they were telling me because I this is something I had always questioned. So 
I remember after eBay opened, a lot of people were saying, and I actually saw one of the eBay employees saying that you need to say that it's a men's shirt or a woman's shirt. Mm. And my counter in the title in the title. Okay. And my counter argument always was, well, isn't that in the item specifics, right? Mm. So what they they re, they related to me, which I hadn't heard before, or maybe I just didn't listen or it wasn't clear enough, was that for eBay it doesn't matter, mm. but for Google search engine optimization it does matter. Okay, so I see. So this isn't the white background isn't so much somebody searching within the eBay search engine. It's when they're searching on Google for an item, and you're hoping that your listing shows up. Correct. Gotcha. Uh, and same with putting men's or women's or children's or whatever. So when people are looking for it, Google will pull those items up. That's what I was told. Huh. You know, I never even really considered that aspect of of, of reselling or buying. Because typically when I'm going to buy something on eBay, I almost always just look on eBay. Yeah, that's true. But but it is true. There's times where I'm looking things up and I do see eBay listings in, in like a Google search engine. But would you say result. you've ever looked for something and like just typed it into the Google search bar? And then found an eBay listing of it? Yeah. Yeah, but I almost feel like they're always like expired listings. That I find. That is true. That is true. I will do that when I'm trying to find something that's cheaper than what it's going for on Amazon. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll Google it, and then I'll go to shopping. I'll click on shopping, mm -hmm. and it'll give me all the options. Right. But I don't know. Just something to think about. Something that I, I'm definitely going to in the next, uh, well, when Q4 ends, I'm going to go through all my listings and update that. Because I, I really don't have men's, women's. I just thought, in the item specifics, that's all that matters. Mm. I was a little stubborn about it just because I never had somebody fully explain it to me, but now it makes sense. Mm. So that's a tip. But I guess what I'm thinking is I wonder how many, what percentage of sales come from Google search results as opposed to eBay search results. Because like I said, I really do feel like there's a trust thing. I, non -white I, yeah, backgrounds. that is true. Because like I was even thinking just like, like Craigslist. Like if you were to buy something on Craigslist, the worst, like what I hate more than anything is when like the pictures are are clearly like, copies of like the Amazon picture of the item as oh, yeah, opposed yeah, to like, yeah. I'd rather just see the like stock photos. Yeah. I'd rather see instead of the stock photos, I'd rather see, you know, it in their kitchen. Like if I'm buying like, I don't know, a kitchen gadget, like I'd rather just see it in your kitchen, like next to other stuff in your kitchen, mm -hmm. because then I know what that one looks like. Right. It kind of builds, like I said, that trust. So I don't know. I'm, I wonder how many, that might be something to look up. I wonder how many sales come from you know, outside of eBay. I don't know. If you know, if you know where that data is, send us a DM or, or shoot us an email. We'd love to hear. That would be great. Or put on a post and tag us. I mean, I'm good with that. Yeah. And then what are your experiences? Like, I mean, I know some of you guys are really big on the white background. Um, and I'm sure some of you are, you know, still doing. Or just eBay's big on it. That's <laughs> just true. going there. <laughs> That's true. Um, but like, I don't know, like, have you found more success with items with like, the rustic background or a red velvety back. Like red what is, what has been your, your, uh, your, your most sales? Like what's the background you feel like you do most? We should just with? do our eBay listings right here with that background. With this background? Yeah, Maybe Let's we'll sell it. more. I'm just like maybe, maybe if we're selling pure hustle podcast stuff, pure hustle uh, podcast uh, mug. Hey, we do have, we are getting mugs. We do have our new shirt design. Our new shirts are in. Do, do we want to show them? Oh, we'll go next episode. Next episode. They are so comfortable. Oh, I love them. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they are. We're still back and forth about the logo placement. Oh, it's 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 amazing. I think we need to do an IG story. Like, what do you prefer, old design or new design? You could try it. Okay, we'll see. All right. So I hope I think we answered that question or that conspiracy. It wasn't like a conspiracy, but it was good. But here's what I think the real conspiracy is: is eBay just wanting you to do white backgrounds to help them or to help you? 
Oh, like because to be more like Amazon, you mean? Well, yeah. I mean, because if they're if your if your images are showing up in Google, does that help them come up more in Google or help them sell ads or, oh, or is it really helping that, you? That, that's a very good point. That's the conspiracy. Mike's, Who's it really helping? You're like a Snopes. Like, you know, you break down these. I just want to know. I want to know. Okay. All right. Let's get to, oh, now we're getting to more conspiracies here that are maybe practical, maybe ones that we really aren't going to end up anywhere with, but just to talk about. So have you heard about eBay imposing secret limits on sellers, like selling limits? You ever hear about that? Yeah. It's kind of an older rumor conspiracy, like 2014 kind of old, but I still hear it. So like. When you say limit, are you talking like hard limit? Like this is the total amount that they're going to allow you to sell? Yeah. So this comes back to a story. And a lot of you, you know, have been selling for a while. You kind of heard about this. And uh, back in 2014, there was, I guess, an eBay employee. I didn't look it up enough because I'm just like, I don't, I guess it really was a legit eBay employee by the name of Jarvis and had like this eBay username. And Oh, man, this does sound like a conspiracy. No, it was. Jarvis so, is coming out. So this internal memo came out and the internal memo basically said that there are there's like a selling silent selling limits. So, you know, there are selling limits like it tells you how much you can sell. Right. You get, right. Like, yep. You know, you could do 70,000 or you could do two million or whatever it is. Yeah, but, some outlandish number that you'd be you know, thrilled to the moon to actually make. Yeah. 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 What, yeah. Don't you love that? Like, like they make you feel better. Like we've upped your selling limit to $10 million. You're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not going to get there anytime. Yeah. yeah. I've got in those two. I'm at a pretty high limit and I'm like, there is no way this will happen <laughs> unless I like get 20 employees. Well, what ended up happening was, so people that were big time sellers and maybe some of you that are listening to our podcast were one of these people affected they were saying that they were trying to scale their eBay business. So they hired more employees, they got mm. a warehouse, they had more inventory, but it just wasn't scaling. And they always thought, you know, there's something not right here. Like, why, why aren't things scaling? Like, mm. I have more inventory, I have more inventory that people want. You know, I, I'm shipping things out faster, but things aren't changing. And then basically, this is what, this is what it says that this employee had like the internal memo and came out and said that there are these hidden limits and they're more about like velocity. They're called velocity limits. Sounds awesome. <laughs> about how, how much and how fast sellers can sell. Mm. And now what, what, what does eBay stand to gain from that? Well, okay. So I'm, I'm getting there. So basically it's like, if there's a bigger seller, like that may not want to sell on eBay because they feel that their business is kind of hurting because mm -hmm. these other smaller sellers are coming on board or these other sellers are trying to scale. Or let's say it's a, we'll talk about, let's say Toys R Us mm. or Target, like they'll close the valve on those other sellers. Mm. So they won't get the search engine op optimization. They won't get the best match results. So but real quick, best matches, whenever you put words on eBay, to try to find an item and it matches you, that's best match results mm. or best match. There's another term for it. That's what it means. So here, let me, let me read a quote. So basically, according to this employee, they said, imagine eBay needs to make good on their promise to a large retailer. So they close the valve on sales by dialing down the velocity limit and not showing their items in the search results and funneling those sales to the larger retailer. 
So basically, eBay is like manipulating the system. Hey, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, do you find that as you're scaling, things aren't scaling as fast as you wanted them to? I mean, of course. Like I would, in the Doug Decoy uh, kind of business? I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like my the sales and profit margins are still very, you know, volatile right now for me. They're they're all over the place because it's like I've got items that are selling for five to ten dollar profit and I've got items that sell for hundred dollars profit. Right. So um my what I'm noticing as far as both volume and and like the profit margins of my sales, it's just very up and down right now. Like I don't think I got like a like a, a set like okay, this is this is enough data to 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 verify. Okay. Now, if I had thousands of items in my store, I think I'm, I'd have a better view of what my scaling looks like. But I don't know. I mean, I've definitely slowed down. I would say the the conspiracy that I believed in the beginning was that they were they were helping me out as a new seller. We'll I, talk about I really that think of that. Um, but, um, you know, as far as like, are they slowing my selling down? I don't think I'm a big enough fish to affect uh, Walmart or Target's eBay sales. So I don't think they're affecting me, but I could see how you're in that like middle level. They might, you know. I, I don't know. There, There's some, you know, there's something to it because, and I'm not saying I believe it, but because uh, eBay after this came out did deny all of it. I mean, they... Um, People had talked to some eBay reps, and and basically the eBay rep had said, no, you know there are limits, but every every limit that we have is posted on our website, mm. and you know people know there's nothing hidden about what we're doing, which is kind of interesting because the algorithm's hidden, and we'll mm. talk about that in a little bit. But the interesting thing is, I've heard other resellers saying, hey, you know, I got to 500 items, I doubled right to a thousand. But my profits didn't necessarily double. Or I went from 1,000 to 5,000 items. And I'm not making a lot more money than I was making before. Mm. Right? And and there's I've heard other people say, too, that, and this kind of makes sense, is that eBay will put at the top those who they stand to make the most money from. Right? So, for example, if you do promoted listings, and, you're, and everything you have is promoted listings, wouldn't it make sense that eBay would want you to be at the top because they would make more money off of these? Only only if they're buying it off of off of an ad, right? So like if you search, you don't pay the like that's not where they're they're getting it from, right? I feel like I feel if, like from a from a from a business perspective though, like it makes sense for them to want to please the biggest fish in the pond, but the, they stand to make more money, I feel like not like small percentage wise, but from the people who are are selling the most. Like I think eBay would be much happier to have somebody with 5,000 items in a store and keeping them happy than keeping uh, 10 people with 50 items in a store or 500 items in a store. Okay, so let's scale it. Would eBay be more likely to help somebody who has 50,000 items in a store than somebody who has 1,000? Right. Yeah, I think I, I think logically that makes sense. But what I think would be interesting is like if somebody's going from a thousand to five thousand, I don't feel like I don't feel like they stand to say like now we're going to 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 throttle, but at a thousand oh, you, you were good out to the go. Word throttle. That's our next conspiracy. Oh. Is that that's one of the buzzwords for the next conspiracy? It, it is, it is. But okay, but I, I see what you're saying. And I don't I, I don't know. I mean, this one like is, I get the idea of like hook them in the beginning, like make sure they get to like hundred items, like that might be their magic number. Right? Like once they have a hundred, we've got them. 
But then from there to like, however far they scale, I don't see why what they would stand to gain to like lower you unless it was. I think they have a lot to gain because if they have, and here's, here's let, let me look at the, let's look at the positive side, mm. right? Why would it be good for eBay to limit sellers? What do you think? What are you, some ideas? I feel like we're in class right now. Let's have a discussion. I, I don't think there's anything good about that. Well, okay. now, now, I know what you what 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 you might be fishing for is this idea of like, well, then it allows, you know, everybody to win and more people get the opportunity to sell items. And but realistically, I'm all for like whoever's hustling the hardest, let them win. No, I get it. But I think about we talked about this, though, with Amazon, right, where everything's gated, right, for you. Now, there's a lot of things that are ungated right mm. now that people are finding out. But part of the reason is kind of like we talked about when you first started eBay, you weren't as careful about shipping right. or you weren't, you know, your listings weren't as, as good as they are now, or there's different things. And so maybe eBay is also trying to protect itself, right? Like they're trying to prevent massive fraud. They're trying to make sure that, you know, if you, you know, what if you're a brand new person, Mike, what if you came in and you bought all this stuff from Alibaba mm. And you're like, hey, I'm a new store with 10,000 items. Like, right, you know, you have no feedback. And you're trying to sell. Like, and, and let's say you're able to get enough feedback in time where your seller limits, you know, because initially you had very limited, right. right? But let's say you're able to grow that really quick, right? You're, you're smart about it. You buy 1,099 items and you get 1,000 feedback in a week, right? And you scale. Like, I think it would make sense for eBay to go, yeah, let's slow down a little bit here. But like if the example of the if the anecdotes that are being given is I've been selling for a long time, I've had a thousand items in my store, I'm ready to scale up to five thousand items, I've scaled up to five thousand items and it didn't it didn't scale proportionately. Like that doesn't seem like something eBay would say, like, oh, they've 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 been selling consistently at a thousand. Now they've made it to five thousand. We don't want to make the profit off of their sales. Like we'll we'll limit them. Like I get it if it's like but you're maybe coming in from part of zero. Like, can they handle the volume of all that shipping? Right? Because you know, going from a thousand to five thousand, if you have the right product, your shipping's gonna increase. Mm. Right? I would say, you know, I remember going from five hundred to a thousand, my shipping definitely increased. So you almost feel like they're playing like the protective parent, like let's make so. let's make sure like they don't they don't take on too much too soon. Let's let them well, let's grow them slowly. I mean, they they want it. I would, I would, I gotta say, I would have a terrible time being a eBay exec. Like, it just would be hard because you're trusting all these people that you have guidelines, you have rules, but you're trusting that people are gonna do their best to protect their business and also protect your name, right? Because mm. that's why eBay is very big on the buyer experience. Because if, you know, somebody goes on eBay and they get a terrible item that's not as described, and then they go to Macari or Posh, that might be the end of that buyer going to eBay. Right. Might be. Not saying for sure, but it might be. So, I don't know. I just something. I, I don't think we're going to end it with closure on that one. Hmm. I, can't, I, I feel, and I know, see, I always feel like the bad guy. I can't knock eBay for doing that, but I also think there's something not right about that. Hmm. I mean, if they've got the guidelines, I, I feel like if there's... If they've got the guidelines already, unless it's, I mean, like we've said, it's its strange the, the 
like I think my second week of of selling on eBay is like, congratulations, you can now sell up to ten thousand dollars. And I'm like, holy smoke, that's a lot of money to sell in a month, right? Like, yeah. um, but and what if you what if you did? What if you had ten thousand dollars of inventory overnight? As somebody that was like an eBay supervisor over accounts, I'd freak out going like, where did this guy get all this stuff from? Mm. I mean, that's fair enough, but 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 then why why are they setting that as the limit? Like, why don't they why don't they set and actually? It doesn't seem like it would hurt them to like just lower what their limits are to start with, and like publish it, like to say like here's here's our real limits, like. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Why but, put fake ones out? But you know what? You, you're gonna hate me for saying this. So when I was an administrator, my rule always was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna be a bad guy after this." Do it. You don't ever write policy that goes out to the public because it holds you accountable to it. The more you have in writing, the more you're held accountable for. Mm. The less you have in writing, the more freedom. So, like you have. verbal agreements are good to go. It's kind of I'm what not you're... going there. I'm just saying, you don't want to post like stuff that, you know, you might put yourself in a bind, mm. right? Like the, the the flip side of it is, there might be a special circumstance, and that like if you have in writing, you're stuck, mm. right? You want you want to make allowances, but you really can't because then others are going to call you on it. Gotcha. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, as an administrator, there are certain situations where, you know, I'm going back to teaching, but a, a, a student, right, was going through, a, like, a family crisis, right? But this teacher had this hard and fast rule, like, this needed to be turned in at this time, it needed to be this. But we had, not, you know, the teacher might have had their own policy, but mm. we never had it in our own writing. And so if a family approached us and said, hey, you know, so-and-so is going through a really hard time, can we be flexible? Well, I could flex. Mm. But if I made it like this hard and fast rule, like everybody say, no, 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 you can't do this. Mm. Right. And maybe, maybe eBay is doing a little bit of that. Yeah. Don't put it in writing. I'm not saying that's the way to do it. Hey, I quote just, of the week. It's just something I, I learned Don't over time. Don't put it in writing. Because again, when you put stuff in writing, like it's good because it keeps you accountable, but it could be bad if it's like a special circumstance. Yeah. So, so guys, in case you missed it, my quote of the week comes from Orlando. Uh, no. Quote of the week. Don't put it in writing, Orlando. There you go. Accepting your listings. Make sure your description is very much in writing. Yeah, put that in writing. There you go. But but in life. Okay, anyways. <laughs> all right. I'm going to move on before I put myself more in the hole. All right. So, eBay throttling. Right? Explain to me throttling a little bit. Well, the, the, a lot of I know a lot of you know, just there's a lot of new people here, so they, they probably heard this word. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean... You got to figure, um, I don't know what, what metaphor or analogy I should use for, for this idea of throttling, but basically flow is going through, it gets restricted, right? Like a hose, you put a kink in it, you start to squeeze it, you don't let as much of the water go through. Okay. It'd be throttling, right? Like you, you've got um, restriction coming in, allowing less flow to go through. And so I'm assuming for eBay throttling, we're looking at kind of what we were talking about a little different than velocity limits, but as far as how much, like, preventing you from making sales, as it were. Yeah. Well, okay, have you ever, have you done this? Or you've listed something, and then after you list it, you search for it, and you can't find your own listing? Have, has this never happened to you? Um, I don't know if I've ever searched my own listing. Try it. Is that something I should do? You should try it. Huh. I will tell you, sometimes you can't find your own listing. And I'm not being conspiracy about it. It's just that's how it is. 
Now, is that like immediately after listing it? Like it takes time for them to get it like situated or is that uh, like... Yeah, sometimes it's media, but I've had it where it's like, or it might be like four pages down. Mm. Right? Like you just, where, you know, unless you put it at most recent, like you won't see it. But I've had it and other resellers probably will attest to this that, yeah, you can list stuff and then you try to find it and it, you can't find your own listing. Hmm. It's weird. And again, that kind of comes back to this idea of like who's who's eBay trying to please, right? Like obviously customer is 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 key because they're making, you know, that's like their long-term foundation is the customers, but but they're making their money off of sellers, right? Like sure. if there's nobody selling, they're not making money. So they want to keep people selling. They want to make that 10% fee or whatever the fee is they're making plus the PayPal fees, not like they want those fees coming in. Um, so like what what do they stand again? Who are they pleasing by throttling some and not others? Is it are they trying to like they're pleasing you? They they're hooking you. Yeah, is it the new people, right? They're like trying I, to get I don't know. I mean I think it I do think it's strange that during summer slowdown, now you did have unique items, mm-hmm. right? But you were doing pretty well. Yeah, I was crushing it on the time of the year that you told me it was like the worst. Yeah, and you're and I know other people that are crushing it too. Like they just started mm. and then two, three months down the road, they're just kind of like... Where'd all the sales go? Yeah. Right? Or, you know, again, we talked about this earlier. They go from 100 items to 500 and things are really good. Mm-hmm. And then they get to 750 and 1,000 and it's still the same. Hmm. Like, I did have this period of time where I looked at my six months and I double or tripled my inventory and I was also more active in listing. I was making the same amount of money. Hmm. Now, I will say it could be the items. Right? Yeah, I mean that that's got to be part of it too. That's a that's a variable that you can't ignore. Is maybe people while they're scaling aren't as as particular about the items they're picking and and yeah, and you got to be careful. <laughs> so today I, I saw a YouTube video and and also I read something where somebody was like, "eBay is throttling my store." I have 200 items and I used to get consistent sales mm. and now I don't. And I'm like, wait, 200 items? You're not going to get consistent sales. Right. As much as I wish you did, like, it's just not going to happen. Mm. Right? And you're about 200, right? Mm-hmm. And are you seeing consistent sales? Um, I mean, relatively. I mean, there's there's definitely like, rel- like four days at a time where there might not be anything and then a week where there's a sale every day and then another week where there's only three sales right so like it's it's up and down and i would say it's have you had the this is the other one and we'll talk more about the throttling so what i find sometimes like i'll list like let's say four pairs of allen edmund shoes mm. and the next day i'll get like two allen edmund sales but they're not the same shoes mm. and i'm just like what what triggered that like why did that happen yeah i mean if they if there's some secret algorithm they have built or they're they're trying oh, to no, hook there's up. an algorithm. It's not a secret. Well, it's proprietary. Like that, they're never. When you mention they're not going to release it, it makes sense for them not to release it. No, I get it. Like I that coding. It. That coding is is that's that's the uh, matrix. That's the matrix. That's the. Uh, I mean, that's the value of that company, right? Like that, the company is ones and zeros. Like if you think about it. Okay. Like it is coding on a computer, maintaining websites, the servers running the algorithm, like that is what eBay is. And so all of these other companies that come in, one, that you need to build the branding, right? But like they have to deal with coding and developing the system that can handle the searches and the the, the results. But why not, and, 
why not just leave it open for everybody? I mean, because there has to be some algorithm, right? Because otherwise there wouldn't be any search engine optimization and you'd have no benefit for having better keywords and better pictures and better... It okay. would just be, it would be like a free for all, right? So they have, there has to be some kind of an algorithm in order to, in order to ensure that the buyer has the best experience. Now, if they can also utilize that to ensure that they're increasing the retention rate on new sellers, that's good for eBay as a whole too, right? Because it's good for no, the company. That makes sense. Might not be good for you in the short term, but in the long term, if you're an eBay reseller, like you want eBay to do well in the long term. So would you say, you've experienced throttling. So when I say throttling, let me take a step further. So a lot of discussion on on forums and so on is that eBay purposely hides listings, Hmm. right? So in order to give, you know, newer sellers opportunities or to give big retailers opportunities uh, and that, or they, when they, you do the best match, remember we talked about best matches and people with the keywords that they'll put yours further down in the listing on purpose because they're trying to get other people to be able to sell their stuff. And um, I don't know. I, I think there's some truth to that. And the reason being is that, you know, like if there's a day where I get lowballed on an offer and I don't accept it, like it's crickets, hmm. but I'll accept that lowball offer and I'll get like three or four sales like right away. And I'm just like, what, what, where did that come from? Mm. I mean, that makes sense too. Again, from a, from their perspective, they want, they want, their resellers, their sellers on eBay on their platform to be moving items, right? Because it's it's a it's a, a volume thing for them too. They want as many items selling every day as possible. And so even if it's low ball for you and that 10% that they're getting might be a little bit lower because you took five dollars less, but they want volume of sales every day. So they don't want people sitting and waiting on stuff long tail. They want stuff going in and out of true. eBay quickly. I mean I will say and what I did in my research, I recognize that it, it affects dropshippers a lot, mm. right? Because, you know, a lot of dropshippers, you know, eBay isn't very, I, I don't think they're very friendly towards dropshippers, neither is Amazon. But, you know, if, if somebody has thousands of listings, but they don't have all the inventory necessarily on hand, mm-hmm. like, or they notice that, like, there's a lot of cancellations being made, right? Have you ever had something sold by, bought by a dropshipper? To be delivered to somebody. Yeah, else. we talked about it on uh, on one of the episodes where they were very specific, and and I knew that's what they were doing, but I felt like I was being lied to because it was like, this is a gift, but please don't gift wrap it, and please don't do this, and make sure to add this on the front, and add this thank you note, and don't do that. Like they were telling me how to package my 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 product, right? Yeah, which is funny because I ship stuff in like you know um, recycled boxes, and so. Like it's getting to them with probably you not the, like a Huggies diapers boxes. Those are my favorite ones. Oh, I send in, in honest diaper boxes all the time. Nice, all the time. And and I was actually gonna ask like, you should is put that like okay? Dropship on the front. Dropship. <laughs> is that is that okay to to, to I mean, yes. recycle boxes like that? Yeah, it's like, totally fine. Totally fine. Post office is totally okay with it. Oh, well, I know the post offices. They'll send. I, I've seen like the pictures. Have you ever seen the forums of like what can be sent through the post office? No. There's like pictures of like people who've tried like various items and they just put the right amount of postage on it. So they like took a brick and then like with a Sharpie, write an address and put the stamps on it and they ship it and the post office does it. Really? Or a balloon. You can stick, you what? can, a balloon? you can stick the, the postage and the address on a balloon and take it to the post office will and they will it ship to, it. Is there, can you insure a balloon? I, I don't know, but like <laughs> they'll ship anything. But I, I just mean like, 
as a as a reseller, like, are you okay with sending something in a box that that says, you know, Huggies diapers on it? You know what I and we, I go back and forth, but you know a lot of like it's like the thank you cards kind of thing. Mm. Like, does having thank you cards increase business? I don't know. Uh, I myself have never used thank you cards. I've never. There was a point in time where I used to put clothing like in tissue paper, mm. really nice, and I stopped doing that, and it didn't make things any better or any worse. And then boxes. I know tons of resellers that whatever box they find, I think people just want their item to be safe. Yep. You know, I think that's a big thing. But I know some of you may disagree. So if you do, let us know in the comments. Yeah, let's hear from you. Um, so going back to this this whole throttling thing, we kind of lost ourselves. So the name of this algorithm is supposed to be, I guess, Cassini. Mm. Right? Have you heard me throw that term around, Cassini? I haven't. Okay, or so. if I have, they've erased it from my memory. <laughs> oh my goodness! Should we go back to our hoods? I'm joking. No, I don't. I, it's it's kind of warm in here. It is a little warm. Are we getting like? Is it gonna get really hot and the doors are gonna lock and? And then they're here. And then they're here. If if, uh, if you guys never hear from us again, it was it was a great ride. We really appreciate <laughs> wow. we really appreciate all of you. Um, thank you very much for make sure to Pure keep Hustle following Podcast. us on Pure Hustle Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, keep following us. Subscribe to us <laughs> in the aftermath. What, all right. <laughs> what happened to Pure Hustle Podcast? There you go. We'll have a whole page set up. All right. So let's talk about Cassini real quick, though. So there is a search engine. I mean, we, we know that, right? There's Ebay's and then there's Google, right? We talked mm-hmm. about those a little bit. And I, I think part of the things we need to talk about, though, you know, is is throttling real? Maybe. I think it is. To what extent? Don't know. You know, and I don't think we'll ever know. I, I, I do believe that as a new seller... It would be a very, I guess, innovative way to hook new sellers. Yep. Right, and I guess it would be an innovative way to keep experienced sellers. Mm. Right. So, because like, you don't, you just don't want to be in that middle level. I feel like, I feel like, if you're at the top, top, eBay will bend over backwards to make sure that your stuff's selling of and they keep you. Why not? And if you're just starting out, they want to hook you. But when you're just like that steady Eddie, and you're like just a number for them, that's where it's dangerous. So, I guess the moral of the story is. Make it to the top. There you go. But it's weird. Like, and I'm not saying this. I know this, this may bother people, but I've done nothing on eBay in like two weeks. Maybe I've done one listing. Mm. And that's for an item that Amazon removed the listing, like out of nowhere. So I had three, I had an item that I was selling for $100 a pop that I paid $6 for at Toys R Us. And out of nowhere, Amazon just like, nope, we don't sell this anymore. So I, I put it on eBay. And that's the only thing I've listed, by the way. But I'm still having consistent daily sales. Mm. Now, had this been the summer and I didn't do anything, nothing would have happened. Like, it would have been crickets. So why has eBay chosen to put my items in the search rank? Because what I'm selling isn't, like, anything awesome or unique. I'm selling some Sorrel boots. Um, I sold two pairs today. I'm selling some, I don't know, some random Disney stuff that are, like, gifts, cute yeah. gifts. But things are still selling. And so... I'm like, why does eBay choose? Because I've seen that my items, like there's other people that have the same items. Now, what I'm the only thing I'm thinking though, and and here's the thing, I fully believe it too. I believe they worked hard to hook me in the beginning. I'm sure there's some kind of throttling. So I'm not saying I don't believe it, uh, but I also feel like we should have X Files sound effect <laughs> whenever we say throttling. We just hear that sound. I just don't. There's an, it's just anecdotal evidence though, like because for you to make the claim 
Like if this would have been the summer, it wouldn't have happened. Like who's to say that's for sure, right? Because it's not the summer. And then two, is that eBay's fault or does does shopping on eBay in general lower in the summer? Are people looking at other sort? Like there's a number of variables we don't know. And if it's just like our experience now, if the whole community of resellers kind of has a similar experience that helps to kind of verify, but you know, I'm not a scientist, but there's no like control groups and all these other things to determine for sure. And there never will be. Right. That, that genius, <laughs> genius eBay. So I honestly do believe though, there's ways to trigger the algorithm. Not, what, are you going to give that Like what's, what's the trick? What can I do to trigger it's, it's it? It's a secret. Oh man. You got you to join our group. Oh, just mess it. No. It's you got to first. You got to get one of these robes there you go. and a candle, a fake candle, and then, and then you can be part of our group. Are you going back? Okay, we're going back to hoods. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking about our secret group now. All right. No. Anyways, but ways that I think you can fix things—the same things we've always talked about. I don't know. Those of you listening to podcasts, you're like, "What are they talking about with their hoods?" But he said to put them back on. I think. You know, and this is this is speculation, but I honestly believe if eBay is pushing certain things, and we've talked about this, mm. like they're they're gonna help you, right? So if you do free shipping, it's gonna help you. Mm. If you offer free returns, Mike, it'll help you. Never gonna do it. Okay, but I do think if pictures, why we talked we mm. talked about white background, I think it'll help you. If you put, we talked about the item specifics, like they're very big on eBay Open. Like if you put item specifics. It'll help you, mm. right? So if you do all these things, and then you also have good metrics, right? So you have great feedback. You have quick shipping, right? You have great customer service. Somehow the algorithm, right, is going to kick in and put your items higher in the ranking. I mean, that's all pretty good stuff. Other than the throttling, it's basically like be a good seller and eBay will help you sell better. Yeah. I mean, that's- he- yeah, that's good. But here's a new one. Here's here's a new one. This is I thought this was pretty awesome. So, uh, reseller collab is another podcast. They're kind of new. Uh, on, on IG, they are Road to Resale, and I was listening to one of their podcasts, and they had a pretty genius idea. They talked about how when it comes to like certain Q4 toys, right? And it's I forget what episode is a podcast, but you know, give them a listen. They have some very detailed quality stuff. I think. They had talked about how they'll price a certain toy at, at a, like, lower than everybody else. Mm-hmm. They'll take good pictures, and they'll sell a ton of them. And what it does when they sell a lot of them, it pushes them higher in the ranks for two reasons. On eBay? On eBay. Okay. One, they're seen as a quality seller because they sold a lot of these items. So eBay trusts them and will put them higher. And two, what ends up happening now is that a lot of people will see, like, you know how you see the little numbers, like... How many available. How many available, how many sold. And so people look in, like, oh, if this person has sold 90 out of the last 200, then they're legit. Mm -hmm. And so when they raise the prices, they're already at the top. Yep. They've already got the credibility. Genius. It's good. I mean... I I never even heard of that. My wife and I have been kind of doing that, but, like, not in the sense of the benefits that have come from that, but just to kind of figure out like what, where should we be pricing these items? So like we bought definitely not in the, the, the level of hundreds, but you know, 20 of an item. And so we put them and we started with a, where we're making a, an okay profit, not where we want to be. And then our thing was if we ever have a day or a week where like two of these sell, then we're going to up the price a little bit. 
And if there's another day or week where a couple sell, we're going to up the price because we want to find that 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 balance of like we're not priced too high, but we're not too low. But I didn't even think about that. That yeah, you're gaining kind of that credibility with both buyers and eBay. I, I thought I, I I've looked at that and I go, I never even thought about that. Yeah. Right, especially if you got like that hot item, right? You want before, and we're talking retrospect, right? Right, but you want before things really take are taking off. You want to have that ability to already have yours like the sponsored listing mm. at the top, have a ton sold, and so when all these people are last minute looking for gifts, you know they might go to Orlando who has, you know, fifty but hasn't sold any because he's had this high price for mm. like the last month. Or do you want to go to Mike who, you know, had fifty but he's already sold forty one of them, and you look at his feedback and he hasn't had any complaints. Yeah, it's like mob mentality, almost like not. I, I mean, mob mentality is not right, but it, it's. There's a collective feel to it, right? Like if somebody, well, if 30 people have bought from them, then they must be reliable, even if... But I do that. I'll buy from oh, a yeah. person that's sold a lot more than this random person. Even if you don't know, like, you just automatically assume, well, somebody knows that they're more reliable, so I'm going to trust. I mean, even like we talked about with Amazon FBA, um, I was talking to my sister-in-law, and she made a comment where she said, well, I buy Prime. One, she thought it was always sold by Amazon, not third party. She goes, but but I just feel like when I buy something that says Prime next to it, that it's like more secure and certain that like it's real and legitimate, right? Like, wow, that is that. But I can see that. So, and I feel like it's probably the same way. Like when somebody sees that that one at the top, like you say, that has, you know, forty eight out of their fifty sold, and there's two left in stock, and there might be somebody else who has the exact same listing. The pricings might be the same. Well, you're gonna buy the one that a lot of people bought from because there's just something subconsciously where you're like. That's the reliable one. Those are the people who, yeah. So there's a way. I, I think there's ways to work around the algorithm. I mean, we know the algorithm to, to be real. I think throttling is real. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think. But to me, it's not a negative thing. I just think it's, I hate saying this, but it's the cost of doing business. Yeah. I mean, like you said, if you can find ways, if, if the algorithms are real and there's ways to hack it, I mean, do it, right? Figure out ways to hack the algorithm and get as much money as you can. And the other thing too is, like you said, like really where where are we to complain unless unless eBay is completely stopping us from, from selling and making a living? Like, yeah, it might be nice to kind of project and say, well, I can scale and be at this place two years from now if I triple my inventory. But, but that's never a certain thing, right? Like, because markets change and items that might've been hot aren't hot anymore. So there's a lot of variables in play there. But I think the fact that we get to even utilize eBay and and make money off of them, like that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree, and that's where it leads to you know what does this all mean? Like, what do we do with all these conspiracies? Right? Does this mean that we live in the shadows, right, with our dun, dun, dun. with our hoods on and and we kind of don't come out and we kind of just are? Wow, you went next level. Mike's head is completely covered. I think we've taken these robes to the obnoxious level, Michael. Have we? When I'm using the term Michael, I think we have. There <laughs> we go. But but here's the here's the thing. Like, where do we go with all of this? Like, okay, so let's say these conspiracies are real. Let's mm-hmm. say e- we already said eBay is throttling. Let's say Amazon is using us for their own purposes, which kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. Let's say that, you know, in the end, like there are secret limits. There's all this, like, so where do we go with this? Do we leave eBay? Do we leave Amazon? I mean, what do we do? What do you think? You want to know my answer? Yeah, I want to know your answer. My answer is the if all of this stuff is real, pay attention. 
What, are we in class? Yeah. If all of this is okay. real, this changes everything. I'm just kidding. It doesn't change anything. Like, really, it changes <laughs> okay, nothing. I, I was like, where are you going with this? No, no, it, 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 it doesn't change anything because, like, if I were to, to if someone were to come to me and say, um, how do I, how do I make money selling on eBay? How do I do this hustle thing? How do I, I would give them certain pieces of advice, right? Like, work your butt off, right? Like, always be outsourcing, always be listening, take good pictures, do your research, um, use multiple platforms, right? Like, like figure out what your best fit is. Maybe it's Poshmark. Maybe it's a mixture of Poshmark and eBay and Amazon. But but don't be too narrow. Constantly be doing more research. Constantly be listing. Constantly be buying things. Like, I don't think that changes with any of this. No, I agree. And, In and fact, that the algorithms kind of say do that, right? No, they do. I mean, the algorithm, as much as I'm not a fan of saying this, it pushes you to be a better seller, right? It, it makes you take those risks to produce more sales, mm. right? You may not like free returns, but again, it's what's the standard industry or industry standard. Yep, That's industry right. standard. They're messing my mind. The standard in the industry. Yeah, there you go. And and so what this all means is like, you know, you can, you can jump off, you can go to Spotify or you can go, not Spotify. Yeah, go to Spotify. <laughs> Start a podcast. You can go, what, what, is, what is it called again? The other selling, oh my goodness, I can't believe I just called this Spotify. Mercari? No, Poshmark. no. If I, oh my goodness, how, well, this is why it's not, see, it goes, I, I just looked it up, selling on Spotify. Anyway, selling on Spotify. <laughs> that's what it did. It says, this crazy what came on. Um, so anyways, wow, this is terrible. We're going to, we're going to put this, we're going to, are we going to edit this? Nope. Okay. Anyways, there is, it's. I, I can't. I can't. There are different platforms that you can sell on. Okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna get lambasted in our in our comments. That's okay. You know what? Shopify, 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 Shopify. Boom. That's what it was. I can't believe I said Spotify. We should we should make that a meme. Orlando's face, and it just says Shopify, Shopify, Shopify. Go sell, go sell on Spotify. <laughs> you know this is so organic because we're gonna end up putting this out there anyways. Okay. So you can go on Shopify, right? But it's work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not only just work of sourcing or do, finding a private label. It's like you got to bring traffic, mm. right? This is kind of like back to episode one. Why eBay is the platform. Why? Or, or a platform. Or, or, or Amazon or others. It's because a lot of the legwork's already being done, yep. right? So you can go local, but you limit your sellers, yep. right? You can go Shopify, Right, but when you Shopify, right? Okay, Shopify. You can go Shopify, but you gotta find ways to gain traction, right? Mm. Where eBay already has that set up for you, Amazon already has that set up for you. And if you want more, you can do promoted listings on eBay. You can do pay per click on Amazon. You could share closets on Poshmark, mm. right? There's things to do, and so I guess Mike and I were both agreed. Like it doesn't change what we're doing. Yep. It, we gotta be aware of things. But in the end, we're in other people's, what others have said, we're in their sandbox. Yeah. And, and realistically, the harder you work, the more you do, ultimately, your profits are going to reflect that. You know, whether whether your scaling doesn't As match. long as you're doing it right. Yeah. I mean, if it, it might not be as linear as you're hoping, right? If you're looking at like a graph, thinking like, you know, the growth is going to look exactly like this. But but I think, I think what you can say probably without much, what, like you said, if you're doing it right is... 
if you work harder and you do the the right work, your your profits are going to increase over the long mm-hmm. long term. Agreed. And it may take a month, it may take a year, it may take longer. You know, it's laying that foundation takes time, right? To have consistent sales, to have consistent profit. You know, for some people, it could be done in a month. Others, it might take a little longer. It also depends on what you like to source. It also depends your comfort level on some of the risks that eBay and Amazon want you to take or your willingness to abide by those guidelines, mm. like all those things. So just things you got to you gotta think about. But in the end, I got to tell you, reselling is a game changer. Right. If you do the research and you put in the hustle, like you talked about, it's still a game changer. So hope you appreciate this conspiracy episode. Yeah. And hey, did we have we mentioned yet? Maybe on our Instagram. If not, maybe oh, this wait. is us announcing uh, uh, we're going to the Posh, uh, Posh Live in oh, Orange are, County. That's right. Is it Orange County? Is that where it is? It's Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa. Okay. So, yeah, by the it, way, I don't even sell Posh. Yeah. No, my, my wife, I, I was at work and she sent me a text message. And she's like, Posh is having an event. And I was like, oh, cool. And she's like, I bought tickets for us in Orlando. And I was like, sweet, right? So we're all going. So if you want to meet Pure Hustle Podcast plus uh, plus my wife, come on down. We'd love Who's to Pure, see you. She's part of Pure Hustle Podcast. She is. She, she's she's the, uh, the other member of Pure Hustle Podcast. She's the behind-the-scenes Pure Hustle <laughs> she Podcast. She makes sure, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, our podcast don't go too long. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get home to the kids. Oh, if you guys only knew what it took to get this podcast going tonight, it was some work. But we appreciate all you guys, and we really enjoy. I I, I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it I was think. fun. It was fun. So, with all that being said, hey, don't let these conspiracies get to you. Yes, there may be truth to them, but in the end, you got to make sure you're always being real, be relevant, and be reselling. Please. Please.